All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sim's DFS Office Hours. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at Saber Sim. This is a show where we go over how to use the Saber Sim app, answer any and all DFS related questions. You get your questions in one of three ways here. First off, send us an email support at sabersim.com. Second, post it live in the YouTube chat. Third way, post it in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord and want to get access to that channel, there is a link in the description of this video you also get access to our similar channels individual sport channels and access to the rest of the saber sim team here we do the show monday through friday 2 p.m eastern so this is our first show of the week here and being that it is monday we have to announce the winners of our weekly max challenge here so for those of you guys who've been participating all year uh the end of the nfl regular season is finally here so we are through all 18 weeks here if you guys aren't familiar with the max challenge it was a promotion slash giveaway we did all nfl season here we did it on DraftKings, we did it on owner's box and you guys are finally eligible for all of the end of the season rewards here so just a quick housekeeping item our team is diligently working over the next 48 hours here on reaching out to everybody who participated to get them their rewards uh, for the 18 weeks and the 10 weeks here. So you should be receiving an email from our team and then also letting you know about the end of the season free roll if you did all 18 weeks here. So be on the lookout for some communication from our team there. And then for the winners for week 18, jumping over to our sheet here, it uh, looks like Jared4242 took eighth place in the Minimax with a score of 212.64 going to be taking home a Saber Sim hoodie and getting an entry into the end of the season free roll here. Congrats, Jared. And then over on owner's box, Dr. Toy coming in seventh with a score of 195.34 points, going to be getting a free month of ultimate as well as a Saber Sim hoodie. Uh, we are not going to be doing a uh, free roll here for, for next week since the um, – Regular season is over, so there's not going to be a drawing for free entry into next week's Minimax because the Minimax is indeed over. So congratulations to the winners. Like I said, our team should be reaching out to everybody who participated. Thank you, guys. Uh, we had such a huge turnout this year for people playing all 18 weeks, people playing 10 weeks. Uh, we really appreciated you guys taking advantage of that promotion here, and uh, we hope that you guys enjoyed it. So uh, some pretty sweet prizes coming your guys' way. Nike Duffel Bag. Sono speaker, you know, free months of ultimate, all that good stuff. So uh, it was a very good season. And thank you all once again. And lastly, you know, one more time, you know, our team will be reaching out to you guys. So, so uh, we're working hard. All right. Jumping in to our regularly scheduled office hours here. Going to start with questions that came in, in the discord as always here. And it looks like our first question came from in it to binkin and this is more like a feature request happy to touch on it in it to binkin said do you guys have any plans to support cod gbps are reaching the size of cs go now uh you know what i am happy to take it back to the team here and let the team know that people are asking about cod support so definitely can write that one down uh and then you know we didn't even talk about what's on tap today. So it looks like we have a six-game NBA slate, and then we have a four-game NHL slate with no Monday night football tonight. So plenty of DFS still to play here. Uh, next question from Jay Sams Jr. 
Question says, when it comes to hockey, how many players would you stack and what positions would you stack? Uh, good question. You know, I prefer to like let Sabersim answer this. So if like we go over to today's four game hockey slate, you know, what I like to do here is like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm looking for, you know, what to do. Uh, maybe I should just run a build on defaults, you know, no rules, no minimax exposures, just the two minimum required changes on DraftKings. If you're playing on DraftKings, you know, let, let the default settings sit and then just run a build and then see what Saberson has to say on the other side. It's like, Hey, you know, how many, uh, you know, what type of stacks are the best? Um, you know, what do you think I should do on this slate? It's like, well, let's just like, uh, you know, this is the way of asking Saberson a question, right? So I ran 5,000 lineups here. Forgot to drop that down to 500, but looks like lineups are still already finishing up here. And then we'll jump into the post build and see what we are seeing. All right. Okay, lineups are loaded now. So then, you know, to answer this question, I would go to my stack exposures from this default build that I ran. I would probably sort by pool exposure and then see, okay, you know, uh, pretty flat overall, you know, no individual stack more than 15% owned here. But one thing that does stand out to me is that there's at least a four stack in the top 40% of lineup. So 14% plus 14% is 28 uh, plus another 14% approximately here is about 42. So basically this is telling me that, Hey, you know, 40% of lineups in your pool have at least a four stack. And then I can compare that with lineups in my top 20. And then, you know, 14 out of the top 20 lineups, which is about 70% have, you know, at least a four stack as well here, just from what I could see off the bat might be more when we start to find some of these other lineups that trickle in here at a lower pool percent, but it seems like big stacks are pretty good, right? Four players, five players, even some six, some four, two, twos sneak in here. Right. And then there's only, uh, you know, three, three, one lineup in our top 20, three, two, two, two lineups. So that's like uh three here. So not that many, you know, I think it's pretty safe to say like, Hey, you know, playing at least a four stack in your lineup seems like probably a good idea based on everything I'm seeing from both the pool and my top lineup. So like I would be happy, you know, and feel comfortable coming to that conclusion here. So I think that you can ask Saberson these questions yourself. Uh, you just need to kind of learn where to look. So that's, that's my job here is to teach you guys how to fish, not feed you guys the fish. So uh, those are the things that I would be looking for and how I would go about asking those questions. Alrighty. Uh, Sammy had a question. Uh, looks like this is related to max challenge. Sammy, be on the lookout for an email from our team. All right. And into Binkit said, uh, what is the best way to add value to a slate? If you don't know the sport, really good question. So, um, you know, let's say that, you know, I'm playing hockey, right? Uh, full disclosure. I don't really play hockey. So don't know too much about the teams. I probably couldn't even name every team on the slate here. Um, you know, what would I do, right? And and what I would really do is look for some of these markers that like we're talking about. Like, okay, when I'm looking at my top 20, you know, does it make sense that that I should be playing these type of stack types, right? Always start wide and then zoom in slowly, right? So I'm going to go stacks first. Like, okay, you know, all the stack types coming up pretty frequently in my pool here, nothing weird. Like, let's say that, you know, one of my lineups here was like a two stack where I only have 0.2% of my pool, only nine lineups out of 5,000. I might just X that one. I just might be like, you know what? I don't really want to play that. Uh, looks like a little uh, 
infrequent here, I might go with some other heavier, more correlated lineups, right? So understanding like the stacking dynamics of the sport is really important, right? So I think like that is something that you could definitely uh, do here and, and spend some time like trying to figure out, like go and look at player correlations, right? You pull up a new sport that you're not too familiar with, you know, are these players highly correlated? And, and that's like a good starting point to figure out what you should do, right? So a lot of high correlations here. All right, so uh, game stacks, not super worried about it. Not seeing anything super weird either. Uh, team stacks, right? We're seeing a ton of Colorado here. Uh, pretty interesting. Um, you know, if I'm if I'm new to the sport, you know, I probably wouldn't do too much here. Um, but what one thing that this leads me to say is like, you know what? Maybe I have a lot of risk on Colorado. Maybe I want to apply some mini uniques to spread out some of that risk, right? So this tells me like, hey, you know, pool percent. You know, nobody's over like 33%, like a third, but we have Colorado in 19 out of 20. So like this would be like, okay, you know, what happens if I increase mini uniques to two? What happens if I increase mini uniques to three, right? Okay, still a lot of Colorado. What about four? You know, we're still like pretty high up in our pool here. So we've at three mini uniques, we've gone from lineup 20 down to lineup 37. So we can go way further. And you know what? I probably probably would have done this step before going to team stacks because my team stacks are going to change a little bit as I lower this, right? So at five mini uniques, 20 lineups in my pool, I'm only at lineup 88. I'm sorry, looking at the top 20, I'm only down to lineup 88 here. So everything looks fine to me. Uh, lineup. Uh, lineup okay at six mini uniques remember there are one two three four five six seven eight nine players in this lineup we're down here we're getting like a little lower right so like low 300 so this is bringing my colorado exposure down here i think that's fine you know i i mean depending on like if i run a contest sim or or what but this six and seven mini unique range uh you get like a really big jump right six mini uniques our last lineup in our pool is lineup 280 and then when i go to seven you know, we basically like 10x that and go down to lineup 2,152. Like that's that's a pretty big jump here, uh, bigger than any previous jump we had seen, right? We Like if we go from five to six, we go from 88 to 280. So, you know, a small change, like three times as much, but that six to seven is kind of weird. So my opinion is that, you know, I think both are okay. Um, let's say I'm only using Saber score, you know, probably trying to stay in the top 50% of my pool. So light up 2,100 out of 5,000 is completely fine. Like that is a personal preference point for me where it's like, okay, look at the exposures you're getting. Are you okay with this heavy exposure? You can look at the team exposure. You can look at the player exposure and you can see how those change. Right. So, um, Nathan McKinnon, our highest exposed player goes from 88%. I'm sorry, like 80, 80% or 85% down to 55% from that change. So this seems like the six to seven change is like the biggest change on the slate. And what side you want to end up on is totally up to your risk tolerance here. Um, I'm probably going to stay on this six in, in general here, just because, you know, that's, that's what I'm comfortable with, but that does not mean that, you know, that's what you're going to be comfortable with. So either way is okay. We're still have plenty of lineups in the pool to go through. And then from any uniques, I'd probably go to my stacks. Okay. Does this make sense to me? Um, from there, you know, go over to my teams. Okay. You know, still leverage on Colorado, but like, they're like the only team that we're positively leveraged on. So it's like, okay, you know, Colorado is our angle for tonight. Uh, Saber Sim really likes them. I'm probably going to trust this at that point. 
and leave it alone. I can even go and look like on a team by team basis, like, Hey, do the projections I'm getting for Colorado. Uh, you know, what, what does Colorado look like on like a team level? Right. And then spend some time here. Okay. We love Nathan McKinnon. Um, and then we're, we're pretty spread out beyond that. Right. A little bit of Miko, a little bit of Jonathan here. So like some leverage, not too much. Uh, everything looks okay. We just really love McKinnon. Okay. So that's like the one play that we're all over. I think that he's what's leading to all of this Colorado exposure, but but from there, you know, I don't, I don't think there's much else to do. Remember, Saberson, we're running play-by-play -play simulations. We're correlating your lineups naturally through the Sims, understanding all of those team dynamics, line dynamics, et cetera here. Like if you are completely new to a sport, the best thing that you can do is some of this risk management, spreading out your exposures, understanding where you're at in your pool, understanding that, uh, you know, verifying some of the things you're seeing versus pool exposure with what the number of lineups you're playing is, and then kind of going from there, right? The only change I, I might make here is I might get rid of this like two, 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 just because all these other ones are like higher correlated or what we saw earlier with like, Hey, you know, playing at least a four stack seems like pretty good. So I, I might be okay with like these threes, but I'm, I might get rid of this two, two, two. So like, that's something I didn't do that I might ultimately end up doing here. But, but that is my like new sport walkthrough, completely brand new. Uh, how would I go about it? That, that is what I would do. I'd be comfortable submitting this set of NHL lineups. All right. Uh, question from Larson. Question says, how do I make projection updates to an entire slate versus just one build? I want the update I make to cover every build I do after I manually update something. Okay. So a couple different ways to do this. Uh, so let's go back to NBA. So, so this is going to depend on what plan you're on. So if you make updates manually, you know, here I'm going to like move Jonas up and down, Shy down, Tyrese Halliburton up. Let's say that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a build, but maybe I'm doing multiple builds, right? Maybe I'm splitting my builds into single entries in three max and 20 max, 150 max. And I don't want to go and click these players again. What I would do is I would just clone the build. So right click on the build name, hit clone. This is going to be the best thing if you're on the standard plan, which I see that, that you're on here, Larson. This will carry over those projection adjustments into a new build every single time you use the clone option, okay? Now, if you're uploading lineups, which is available on the pro and up plan, you could use this apply to all slates button. And this will, you know, not only apply it to the main slate, which I'm looking at, but it'll apply it to uh, the night slate. It'll apply it to... You know, the showdown, if if you're playing the showdown, if the players are in the showdown, right? Uh, so it will understand that dynamic there and then apply it to all slates here. Um, also, then if you upload projections, you know, on the Pro and Ultimate, you can save the projection sets and then this will be a set that's available uh, for any build that you run for the main slate. So there's, there's a couple different ways to do that. The last option here, which I believe is on the Pro and Ultimate, if you go to the site options, you have this master upload option. What this allows you to do, it just gives you a list of players here. And then you can upload projections for DraftKings, for FanDuel, for Yahoo, all at once for all sports sites, et cetera, here. So this is another useful tool. Uh, if you're if you're playing a bunch of different slates and you want it to apply all at once, use that option. All right. So I hope that helped out there. Um, the great one said, how could, or let me get this in here. 
Question says, how can I export contest field lineups pre-lock high-stakes single entry for NFL, for example? I would like to be able to take the field lineups and modify them. Uh, so the answer is that we don't allow for this. And the reason for that is because um, as as far as as far as I know in in, in the industry here, uh, we're we're the only people doing pre-generated field lineups. Like I've seen other tools where you have to create your own field lineups or you have to sim against your own lineups that you've created. So we think that our, our field lineups are very, very valuable and we don't uh, allow for them to be downloaded. So I don't believe that's going to be changing. All right. Jumping over to the YouTube chat. Uh, one question here. Last question at the moment from aggressive goose. How do you get lineup diversity in NBA late swap when there is late news? It seems when value opens up, the builder wants to jam those plays in and I end up with the, almost a hundred percent of a given player. Um, yeah, so you can still use mini uniques in the post build here on um, when you are doing lineups in late swap here. So like when we do your late swap, you know, we're going to create iterations of each original lineup. So it's going to say like swaps per lineup. You could do like 10 swaps or however many swaps. Uh, the pool size is still limited to 5,000. But by getting, you know, different options that optionality is what allows you for to still gain mini uniques in the post build so one thing that that i do see regularly is that you know you're not going to get to as many mini uniques in the post build in late swap as you would in a pre-lock just because of limited options and in places to go but typically like say you build like with four you know first swap you know you might be able to get to like three and then next swap, you might be able to get to like two. And then, you know, this number will like typically come down slowly as the night goes on. I think that's okay, personally. Um, you know, the whole point of lead swap is to get to players at a reduced ownership that that uh, that people aren't getting to efficiently because the slate already started. So uh, basically, you're, you're taking advantage of the inefficiency of people who are not paying attention to news breaking. And... If that news had come out prior to the slate, said player would be, you know, 50% owned. But because it came later, you know, not everybody is paying attention. Not everybody is swapping. Now this player comes in at 25% and you get them out of reduced ownership. So in that scenario, you know, you, you do want to try and take as much advantage of that as possible. I do still see the, the, the need to, you know, diversify and, and use mini uniques. I think that's good, but I would just be a little like looser with it. And if you got to four pre slate, you know, I'd be open to getting to less mini uniques as the night goes on. And that's really the approach that I normally take here. All right. Uh, we are all caught up with questions in both the office hours channel and the YouTube chat. So appreciate you guys tuning in as always. Uh, we will be right back here tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern for our next show. And just one more reminder on the Max Challenge, our team is already working on reaching out to everybody who participated. Uh, we You should be seeing an email within the next 48 hours here. So give us you know a day or two here to get, get back to you guys and reach out and uh, we're getting, we're working on getting everything set up here on our end. So uh, wrapping up the max challenge here. Appreciate you guys participating all year long and I will see you all tomorrow. So until then, take care. Good luck. Thanks. Bye.